Emily, hello. Hi. How are you guys? We are good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just chilling. Thank you for uh, juggling your schedule to be able to be uh, with us this evening. We appreciate that very much. Yeah. Hey, is that a Coors Light sign behind you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you heard the whole thing. Damn it. <laughs> good for you. Good for I, you. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. It was just too easy. Anyway. I'll, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So Emily, um, so, so when we booked Rock and the Sound, you you guys were one of the first bands. Uh, so we did a lot with Alex, uh, Alex Gilbert, the booking agent, and and you guys were yeah. one of the first bands he brought brought to us. And I honestly, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know a lot about September Morning, but since putting you on to the, getting you guys on the show and doing some digging and everything. There's some deep meaning behind the whole band, uh, September morning. So can you kind of brief us on and give us the preface of the band and what, what started all of it? So the band is based on a graphic novel called September morning, <laughs> ironically. Right. Um, yeah. And it's, um, the whole thing is like, um, a storyline wrapped around a Reaper human hybrid named September. And she takes the good souls um, and gives them second chances at life um, by putting their souls into other people's bodies. And in doing so, she kind of messes with fate, who's like the world creator and the antagonist in the book. And fate wants to take all the good souls out of out of the world and leave all the bad souls. And September wants to give them these second chances at life. So in doing all of this, she starts an epic war between the living and the dead. So that's kind of like the premise of the comic book and the graphic novel. And um, we play the characters on stage. Um, we have a whole thing that goes along with it, like on the LED screens behind us. We have, um, I do a voiceover of the storyline. We have a bunch of different storylines that run. Um, right now we're on the September's Monster storyline. Um, uh, we integrate NFTs into our, into our live show. We integrate like a lot of different things. So it's, it's definitely a transmedia project that's based around a storyline. It's not just a band that goes up there and plays. Wow. That's pretty heavy. How did how did y'all come across that? Like, what? How did you decide to blend that with music? Were you just a fan, before you know, before you created the band? Um, I I like looked at the music industry. This was around two thousand nine when I started thinking about um, what's going on in the music industry, like business wise and business wise. Spotify streaming was coming up. Like, you know, bands couldn't rely on that to make money anymore. They really had to rely on touring. They had to rely on different revenue streams to like kind of like supplement them so that, you know, they, they didn't have to be on the road for like nine, 10 months at a time because that's just grueling. Um, and so I was like, well, what can I do um, for this project to make sure that it's not just reliant on like music because music doesn't sell anymore. It's streaming, mm -hmm. you know, so like mm -hmm. it's so funny. We're in the music business, but what really is the music? It's not the music. It's the touring business. It's a T-shirt business. It's the sticker business. It's the it's not the music business anymore. And so I saw that and I was like, OK, well, this gives me an opportunity to delve into my creative resources and to like like kind of like highlight different things that I love to do creatively. And that includes writing graphic novels and writing comic books and writing stories and creating costumes and doing theatrical things. And because I came from a performing arts background, I didn't come from just a music background. I, you know, I did theater, I did dance, I did this, I did that. I did costuming and 
Um, so I wanted to combine all of that into one sort of project. And September Morning grew from me just being um, a multidisciplinary artist from the jump. And I wanted to like project that into something that I could do on stage. And here we are. Well, that's a that was a great answer. I was going to ask you your background <laughs> as to how you were that, uh, you know, in tune to everything. So you you definitely have the creative side and the 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 wherewithal to to look at the music industry. Like you said, it ain't the music industry. It's the all these other things industry. And you see big bands doing it now too, with beer to liquor to to whatever. You, you, you licensing licensing is a huge part of the music industry now. Like as long as you can create an IP intellectual property around your band or around what you're doing, then you can license that to like a lot of different companies. And I think that um, the more savvy business people um, like Five Finger Death Punch and those bands like that are starting to do that more and more because they realize that unless they want to spend their whole entire life on the road from here on out, they have to be able to have that mailbox money, have that, and it's not going to come from streaming. It's, you know, right. it's not, that's not going to be enough. I mean, we get 0.003 cents per stream on Spotify right now. So yep. if you multiply that and you want to get like a hundred bucks or something like that, that's like 280 streams, I think is a dollar or something like that. So you multiply that. Plus you have how many people in your band, plus you have to, you know, feed your crew. Plus like, I mean, you can't do that off of streaming. It just, it's, it's a non-starter. So you have mm -hmm. to look at other things. Um, that's why, uh, you know, for me and, and the band, it's really important that we branched out and looked at NFTs and looked at different ways to make money off of the IP that we've grown. So have you launched your own NFT? Are you selling September morning NFTs? Yeah, I was the first female rock um, um, metal musician to mint and sell an NFT on the blockchain. So I went down in history as the first one and I've sold out multiple projects over the past two and a half years of doing it. And um, it's really an amazing, amazing way to create a revenue share for, for your band, for your project, as long as you own your publishing and you own the rights to the music and things like that. Um, yeah. It's very easy to wrap a lot of stuff around these nfts um they they're it's basically basically a token gated access point to a band like a, it's like the ultimate fan um uh token gated access point and it really gives it gives you that one-on-one -on -one communication with your fans you can airdrop them things you can uh, to concert tickets to vip passes to stuff like that people that own my nfts get vip um into VIP meet and greets for free. They get 20% off our merch just for showing up at the show. So the v so the NFT pays for itself. It's it's basically like the ultimate rewards program. Yeah. Then I was going to ask if you had real world things tied to it, but I'm not surprised that you did after all the yeah. answers that you've had so far in this, that you definitely thought that part of it through. So that that's pretty kick ass. I, I like that. That's, that's, that's very forward thinking. Uh, but, yeah. but what I always like, we, we talk to a lot of up and coming bands and I don't think sometimes they all realize that they're just so dedicated to the art and the craft which is great but it's like if you can't sustain that then you're not going to be able to keep doing that at the level that most of them want to do it right like you can make music in your room every oh, night yeah, sure. forever yeah. and never have to worry about any of this and put it out to the world yeah, you know it's, it's the problem with bands, I think that it, it's called the music business. It's not called the music friendship. It's not called the make music in your bedroom. It's not called the I'm going to tour without any money music. It's it's not called any of those things. It's called the music business. Where yeah. is your business? And, and these and bands, feel, 
they don't go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's the, the, no, no, no. The, sorry. They they just don't realize that. So so they they and they look at they look at the label as oh the label will just provide everything for me. But that's not how it works anymore. Like the, the label doesn't like honestly the label doesn't want to provide anything for you anymore. They just want plug and play and they just want to make money. So yep. like and that's their music business. That's their model, you know. And and you need to figure out how you fit into that. And you have to be savvy. You have to know, like, you have to think outside the box. Yeah, the uh, the, I still hear people, and I kind of like cringy when I hear it. Uh, they're like, you know, we're gonna get signed, or we want to get signed, and I'm like, that get signed. Like, I ho I hope you don't mean what it meant in 1986 to 1999. Like, that was yeah. a thing then, but it's it's very much different now. I'm not saying that you can't get picked up by a label and take off, but the the ability to do it on your own and on your own terms and own your own shit is yeah. like never before right it just takes a lot more sweat equity well you have to okay so you have to realize where the power is in in music right so if you look at spotify spotify started with a lot of indie bands indie artists stuff like that it, it, it wasn't playing with the majors at all in the beginning it was just it was up and coming artists it was really pushing that narrative that was like a big thing for Spotify. It was paying the artists more money. It was the whole thing. When they wanted to scale, like scale mm -hmm. the business, they mm -hmm. had to play ball with the majors. They had to play ball with the labels. The labels own the publishing of the artists. That's the power. So you have to, if you look at how they control Spotify, they control Spotify because if they don't get what they want, they're going to pull their artists. If they pull yep. their artists, Spotify revenue falls into the toilet. They don't get their, their seed funding or whatever they're going after next. Like, I mean, it just, it all falls apart. Like it's, it's simple VC, like sort of like, you know, if you know anything about VC funding. So like, it's, yeah. it's like, if you look at that and you look at that revenue model and how it works and where the power lies, you realize as a musician that your power lies in owning your own shit. Yeah. Because and if then, enough you can do stuff with it, like make NFTs and da 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 da. I I dropped an NFT. Sorry to sorry. I dropped no. one more thing. I dropped an NFT on Gala Music. Okay, it sold out in twelve seconds. A hundred NFTs at about a hundred bucks each. You do the math. Ten thousand dollars in twelve yeah. seconds. You yeah. tell me how many streams on Spotify I would need to do to get ten thousand dollars. And you still get a percent every time that NFT sells. Correct. Yes, you get yeah. you get a kickback every time you get 10% every time it flips. So yeah, and now there's 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 more incentives baked into these things. So like on sound XYZ, which I am releasing a open edition on soon, sound has a thing where they give you um, like a creator kickback. So if I if I am, I mean, sorry, a collector kickback. So if I'm a collector of if you made a song and I collected your song and I told my friend, hey, go collect this song with my link, then I get a percentage of the sale. So you are giving back to your fans consistently. Yeah. If they yeah. flip your music. If they if they start promoting you and get you really going and like, trust me, it's been working because our Spotify numbers are growing, even though that's web two and not web three, it's working, it's translating. So if they start growing you like that and your NFTs start going up in value and they can flip the nft then they make money on top of you too so they'll buy like three they'll flip two they, they'll keep one like you are you are promoting revenue generational wealth within your community not just for yourself but for your fan base 
Yeah. And isn't that what we all want? Like it's democratization it's, of the whole thing. It's democratization of money. It's 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 stop giving all the money to up here and then all of us are drowning in debt or we're reliant on these like crazy deals where hey, take take like a six-figure deal with me and then pay it back for the rest of your life because you'll never pay it back because the interest rate is like the mob. Like, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. stuff needs stop we got to stop with that it's not fair to artists it's just not fair i'm a big advocate for artists empowering artists and empowering like look at black bear i don't know if you know black bear but black bear is a pop musician my light just went black bear is a pop <laughs> musician so you can't even see me i'm in the dark but black bear is a pop pop musician and black bear is independent and he did all of this stuff independent. It's fucking mm -hmm. crazy what he did independent. Well, I think <laughs> Jelly Roll is another example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Go Absolutely. Ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just gonna say Je Jelly Roll is another uh, artist who has yes. talked at length about owning your own your your own music. Some he was talking about how some artists don't even own their own name. Like literally, don't. don't own their own name. No, they don't. And like, how would you like to put in? like 20 years in the music business on a name that you don't even own. Right. Who are you working for? Why? Right. Why? Like what's, what's going on with it? You can't license that name. You can't do any of these licensing deals that we talk about. You can't even do them anymore. It's like, it's Emily, where, where do you get, where do you get your info? You're very well versed. I can tell where do you, you know, how, where do you get this information from? Because you mentioned the artist and creative side, performing arts and that whole background to, to kind of tie that story into the music. But what about this business savviness? Where is this coming from? Probably my dad. My dad's a neurosurgeon, so he's pretty ah, smart. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so I think it's my genetics, honestly. But it's also like, you know, we were stuck at home for two, two plus years in the freaking pandemic. Like, what else was I going to do? I learned about right. trading. I learned about crypto. I learned about business. I read all these books. I think I read like 40 books that in one year. Like I was, just, just I was just, I was just like, oh my God, this is the, because I never got a chance to sit on my ass and do nothing because I was always on the road. I couldn't, I had to be on the road. I had to make money. So for, since 2014, we've been out for eight months every year. So it was like, I didn't have a life. Right. Damn. So like when I was sitting home at the pandemic, everybody's complaining. I'm so sad. This and that. I'm reading fucking books. I'm like reading Nietzsche and I'm reading like I'm like educating myself on Bitcoin and crypto and trading and, and wash trading and, and, and fucking bull bull spreads on option trades. And like, I mean, I'm like becoming like a mega force over here because I know <laughs> that when I come out of this, I want my net worth to be like higher than it's ever been because I have two years to sit on my ass and make it. So like I want opportunity, not yeah, as like, why? oh, I'm I can't tour. Oh, boo hoo. Like get off your ass and do something. Like, come yes, on. that's you. I was going to say, why, why weren't you sitting at home crying and whining about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. And, I'm not gonna, and why am I going to sit on TikTok and make 200,000 TikToks for a dollar? Fuck that. No, I'm going to go on crypto and I'm going to trade and I'm going to make a couple grand every week. Like what? Like, I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. Why are you 
why are you putting all your all this information on these social platforms that don't pay you? You do you understand that Facebook? Okay, everybody likes to complain about Facebook and how fans can't do what they're supposed to do on Facebook because they don't have the reach anymore. They have to pay for it, right? You made a you literally spent all this time creating like hundreds of thousands of fans on your Facebook, and now you can't reach them unless you pay the platform. If that wasn't the biggest green, like, like, no, biggest red flag hitting us all in the face multiple times, I don't know what was. It's yeah. literally the platforms are using us as the cows in their, like, farm, and we are literally the meat, meat that's just stuck in the farm, so they would just, like, you know, make the burgers out of us, and we're fine with it. We're fine with sitting there, putting all this information out there, being the entertainment for no money. I'm not fine with that anymore. I, I'm not. I am, I am so wishing we were all in a real studio together. Cause that's, I mean, you're, you're, you're preaching. I love it. I, yep. You are preaching. I love it. Dude, uh, you're I right, and you're right. You're right. And that's why Kevin and I always talk to bands. We're saying like, you know, you should still have a website, right? Everybody's like, well, I got a Facebook page. Why do I need one? It's for no! that reason. That you just said. Yeah. <laughs> you know, build oh an email God. list. You build need an to email list. The face. No. Yes. Yeah. Like, build an email no, list. That's why we, that's why we do the app. That's why we have a text community. That's why we, I mean, th those are the reasons why. Yeah. Like have a telegram group of your fans, have a fucking like, I mean, fuck, fuck it. Like do whatever you can to directly reach it. You cannot be dependent on a platform. What happens? Um, TikTok went in front of the government, like to be banned in the United States. What happens to all these TikTokers that got famous from TikTok if they ban TikTok? They're all gone. Like all of your, everything that you have made is gone. All of those freaking stupid videos of you dancing around like a monkey that gave you all of those views. <laughs> and let's be real. It's so freaking stupid. Sorry to people that love TikTok. I love, look, it's the best way to waste time is to scroll through TikTok. Absolutely. Honestly, the best way to waste time. I, I have learned so much about lizard people on TikTok. It's amazing. <laughs> but that is not a really good way to spend your time. Like, like learn something, like learn a skill, learn how to trade, learn how to learn what publishing royalties are, learn why you shouldn't be on Facebook, learn, 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 stop, never stop learning. But people just want things given to them, especially in the music business. These artists are like, oh, I just want to play guitar. No, bitch, you can't just play guitar. You cannot <laughs> just do that anymore. That's not how yeah. it works. Yeah. We don't live in the 90s. Like, we live in this 2023. Like, get with the program, people. I'm sorry to preach like this, but it's no, everybody's a comment. That, that's why we do this fucking show is for, yeah. for what you're doing right now. And it just drives me nuts. It's but you're, you're hearing a side that most people don't even think about when it comes to that kind of stuff, because That's they right. haven't done the research and they haven't looked into all of this kind of stuff. And just like Jared was saying, the whole reason we have an app is we've got 5,000 downloads and all I have to do is send one push notification and 5,000 people get that push notification. Exactly. Exactly. Now, if you wanted to do that on Facebook, you'd have to pay them $5,000. Like right. yes, I mean, you, you know how this works. They have right. an algorithm. Every, every, Instagram does it. Everybody does this now. It's pay to play. It's pay to play, baby. Like they, they are all, they don't care about us. They care about their platform. 
That's it. Well, I know we're uh, running short on time for you. Uh, mm -hmm. You got another interview to get to. How can people find September morning? Septembermorning.com. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Septembermorning.com. If you want to get to all of our links, we have the NFT site on there. Like, well, one of them, but I have a link tree in my bio on any of my social platforms. September morning has a link tree in their bio on Instagram. Um, go on, the, go on our link tree and scroll down all of our NFT projects. They're all up there. We have one NFT project right now. It's open for two days. Um, it's, it's called September morning resurrection. So you mint one of these NFTs, you can mint it for 18 bucks. It's a dark man card. It's like magic the gathering card. And yep. it's like a dark man card. And basically if you mint like three of them, you can burn it for an, for a reaper card. And if you get the reaper card, you unlock a download of the song. And you unlock, like, if you get the next Reaper, if you burn six of them, you get the next Reaper card. And if you get that one, you get a download of the song and a download of the graphic novel. And the rewards keep growing and growing. It's a gamification of our IP. And it's also a way to bring the actual, um, uh, our collectors and our fans into our storyline. Because I think that's super important. Uh, I mean, that's, that is super cool. Emily, have you ever been to the Gulf Coast before? Um. The Gulf Coast. Yes, I have actually. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're looking forward to having you again. Yes. It'll be really nice to be down there. I can't wait to play for you guys. We can like bitch about the music business. It'll be amazing. Before you leave, I have one question. Oh yeah. Okay. How long does that take? Three hours. Jesus. Three hours wow. every night. Three hours. So that these guys that want to complain about like, you know, doing what they're doing and changing a guitar string three hours, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us. Uh, we are going to play uh, the guardian video here in a little bit. Um, nice. just, Thanks, guys. just to familiarize everybody who, if there is anybody on here that is not familiar, we're going to make sure they're familiar. Uh, but thank you for joining us and looking forward to seeing you March 18th at rock in the sound. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good Bye. night. Good night. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. We really appreciate the support. If you want to stay up to date with all the things we're doing here at The Sound, be sure to download our free radio app. It's in the App Store or Google Play. Just type in The Sound 228. It'll come right up. Download it on your phone. Listen to all the killer new music that Kevin and I are trying to promote to the masses. You can stay up to date with all of our social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also download the episodes of the podcast and the homegrown show all right there inside of the app go download it now you won't be disappointed and once again we are the sound we are new rock